On today's Metal Lab podcast, we have an interview with the band Post Hoc, as well as a review of the new Panic at the Disco album, and a quick mention about the new Dance Gavin Dance album. What's up everyone, Tom here from Metal Loud and welcome to another episode of the Metal Loud podcast. Today, like I mentioned, we are going to be having uh, an interview with the band Post Hoc, uh, pretty interesting stuff, fun band to talk to, as well as the review of the Panic at the Disco album. Uh, the reason I'm doing it on this podcast and not doing a video or written review is mostly just because of time uh, i want to get it out there while it's still kind of fresh and uh, unfortunately uh, a lot of due to work i'm not always available to make those videos or written uh, even written reviews as much as i have in the past so to kick things off uh, i do want to talk about the dance cabin dance album it's I know it's been a while since the last episode here, so I haven't really had a chance to talk about it. I do have a review up on the channel of the album so you can get my full thoughts, but I think it's important to talk about the album just because uh, it's really that good. I think it's definitely their best work to date. They kind of pulled from all eras of uh, Dance Gavin Dance. I mean, they even reference a lot of their older eras as well on the album, and it's uh, it's kind of an interesting album. I mean, they've talked about the fact that they're going to stick together as a band. They've never really given any signs that they're going to break up, but the album really does feel like a a kind of a send off. They do talk. They they reference in a lot of their songs older songs, especially at the uh, end of this album, the last song. Uh, evaporate it, they do talk about it they do have a lot of references some of them are a little bit more subtle harder to catch some of them are uh, kind of blatant and obvious especially if you are a uh, fan of dance gavin dance but it was an interesting way to do it and kind of a nice way to uh, give the fans something uh, i mean if this is an album that they are going out on i think it's a strong way to to do that and to kind of wrap things up i don't hope that they break up i mean this isn't me saying that uh you know i hope this is the Again, I really don't. They're one of my favorite bands. I'd love to see them keep pushing themselves, especially because they seem to keep getting better and better with each album. Uh, it would kind of be a real shame to see them go away, but I think if, if that's what their intentions are, that this is a nice send-off for the band. I really think, uh, you know, if you're a fan of any kind of that music, I think you really should give it a listen. They kind of push themselves. They're experimental. They, they break through. They also pull from other artists in the uh, in their genre as well. There's You can definitely hear a lot of songs that feel like uh, they've, they've kind of reminiscent of other bands in there. Um, which is kind of cool to hear as well that they're kind of taking notes from bands that are kind of taking notes from them as well. It's kind of a, a nice thing to see in the in the music community. The album uh, artificial selection is just uh, absolutely top notch. The production is uh, absolutely phenomenal uh, throughout the entire thing. Um, they they really just kind of strive to give an album that's uh, just excellent all all around it's um e easily my favorite album from them and uh you know i, I definitely want to see that 
I definitely want to see more from them, but like I keep saying, it, it's, it feels like it could be the end. A lot of the album also kind of references and talks about uh, really not looking back and not, uh, not trying to let the past kind of get to you or to think about the past or anything. So it, it could be a message either way. It could be a message that they're trying to tell us that this may be the last album they're making. This could also just be that they're just kind of letting people know, hey, you know we have a past obviously they have they've gone through a lot of different members uh and a lot of different eras of themselves you know there's the original johnny craig album uh era there's the uh, uh the second johnny craig uh era um you know you, now you have the tillian pearson uh era as well as uh kurt travis you know that's most people's kind of favorite and he's actually featured on this album which was a nice touch as well uh it's a great song shelf life he did a fantastic job on it with with tillian also kind of contributing there as well but um you know it, it it definitely was a nice thing to hear on this album that they're kind of uh you know there's no bad blood between them or anything like that and i i, I don't that, that's what i'm saying i don't know if this is a a way for them to say uh, you know just don't look at our past or not not don't look at their past but you know we, we shouldn't be striving to look at the past we should be looking forward into the future or is it a way of them saying that uh, this is kind of going to be it for them and you know that they're they're just not looking back but this is going to be it either way it, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here uh, you know last time through the last album mothership was a little bit uh they released a few songs here and there there was summertime gladness was there actually up surprise wasn't on this album it was a fantastic song probably one of their best songs that they've they've really done um but you know it'll be interesting to see kind of where they're going from here uh if they might you know if they do another live album if they start the studio again we might get back-to-back -back albums who knows uh, but yeah, definitely wanted to talk about that because I, I really think it's it's something worth listening to and that they, they definitely did a great job with it. And now for a quick review of the new Panic at the Disco album, Pray for the Wicked. Now this is just a, a quick uh, initial thoughts on the album. I may do a full review some point down the line. I'm kind of hoping to get a video review out there. It's going to be a little bit late, which is why I wanted to at least kind of get my thoughts on here. It'll be interesting if they kind of uh, change from that point even because I feel a little bit mixed about this album in general. I loved Death of the Bachelor. I thought it was a, a great way to uh, kind of showcase Brendan Urie's uh, songwriting abilities and singing abilities and at this point he is the band he is the only full-time member of the band uh, he's the only original member of the band and it's it's definitely his kind of his show at this point it's almost a solo project um, I, I have mixed feelings also about him calling it Panic at the Disco at this point because it really does feel more like Brendan Urie solo but that's his business, whatever he wants to call it. It's his band, it's his group. Uh, that aside, the the album itself kind of doesn't feel as, uh, I guess, set in one genre as Death of the Bachelor. Death of the Bachelor really kind of mostly felt like it was pulling from uh, the big band kind of era of, of music, things like uh, Frank Sinatra, uh, the, you know, the Rat Pack in general, and... They kind of felt at home in that 
uh, in that style. This feels like it's kind of pulling more from the modern age of things. I mean, it's definitely got some of that. It, it returns some of the songs kind of feel like they could be B-sides off of Death of the Bachelor. Uh, but overall, you, I think they've kind of, uh, or he's kind of... Uh, evolved things a little bit from that point and gone a little bit more traditional with with some of the songs here um it, it really feels like he's kind of just uh playing around with different sounds and different music and, and things and it's kind of interesting here some of it works some of it doesn't um the these definitely the single they released uh that is pretty good um the, the rest of the album, like I said, it kind of feels mixed. There there are some good songs. Uh, I'm not really a fan of the, the song Look When I Made It. The song High Hopes is pretty good. It's a little bit repetitive. Uh, I would say the song Fuck a Silver Lining, that one's pretty good. It's kind of energetic. There's a lot of, um, a lot of energy to a lot of the songs. They feel kind of large. There's just this kind of scale to them that they, they feel bombastic and they feel large, they feel uh, open, they feel like something bigger than what they actually are. Uh, I think some of the songs kind of aim a little bit too high and don't quite hit that mark. Um, and and could have there could have been a little bit more tighter control over that. While there's that style and that, that feeling of greatness, it, there's really no theatrics to it. Um, it, it kind of feels like it needs to have something like, for instance, their, their first album had, uh, or even the, the third album, um, kind of skip over pretty odd because that album is just weird and kind of out of control, but, uh, it, it feels like they need to bring some of the theatrics to things. And, and I felt like Death of the Bachelor kind of dipped its toe in a little bit, um, that, that was a little bit there, but I think he's kind of pulling away from that, which works in a, to a degree, but with his writing style and his, his lyricism, it really kind of feels like he needs to bring some of that back, that kind of uh, emo, dark, gothic stuff. Um, but either way, it's a pretty fun album overall. I, I Like I said, it's not, I don't like it. I just, I'm kind of mixed on it. It didn't pull me as much as Death of the Bachelor did. Uh, I still think it's it's great. I mean, Brendan Urie can sing. He can write songs. He does a great job at that. And you know he can perform. Um, so it's, it's nothing in regards to that. It just feels like there's something kind of missing from this. And... That, that's the only thing that kind of gives me hesitation. So like I said, I want to do a full review of this at some point. These are kind of just my initial thoughts, just a little bit of a quick review. I'm hoping that I can get a video review out and uh, who knows, I you know, so give it a few more listens. Um, you know, we might, you might hear something a little bit different from me. I might uh, change my mind, might end up loving this album. I don't know yet. Uh, you know, I might come to the conclusion that it is boring and that, and that I overall don't like it. Right now, I'm kind of in on the fence. I, I think it's an okay album. Uh, didn't quite catch me or pull me, but I, I think it's still something solid. Uh, you know, everything there is the, where it should be, but I think it's kind of par for the course, I would say, at best. Um, so, you'll you know, look forward to that. I will give you my full thoughts and, uh, you know, we'll see if they if they change from there. And now an interview with the band Post Hoc. So first of all, to start everything off, um, if you guys could uh, introduce yourselves. Um, I guess we'll start. Uh, my name is Nathaniel. Um, 
I uh, play guitar and sing, and uh, most of the lyrics. My name's uh, Curtis. I play the drums. I'm Aaron, I play guitar. I'm Gonzalo, and I also play guitar. And uh, you said there's one, one more you're waiting for? Oh, no, we're good, everyone's here. Oh, you're good. Oh, everyone's here, all right. Uh, so where are you guys located? Uh, we're pretty much, we play all over the valley. We're centrally located in Central Phoenix. Uh, we're all pretty dispersed. Some of us are all the way up in Anthem. Um, in pretty far northern city, yeah, uh, Phoenix. Good year. Yeah, so we're we're kind of all over, but we practice it um, yeah. in San Francisco and Central Phoenix. But uh, we play a lot of Phoenix and uh, in area. Nice. Uh, and your band is called Post Hoc. Yes, yeah, that's it. You nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> all oh. right. Uh, and how how long have you guys been a band for? Um. Well. We uh, started Post Talk as a, as a music project in November of 2015 with myself and Curtis. Um, we were collaborating long distance at the time, and I was having tracks, and we sent back uh, drums on top of it. We did that three or four times until we had some, some songs lined up. And when I moved back to Phoenix, um, we just recruited the All Stars, and it's uh, been a lot of fun. So, and my first show was being first, so it's been over a year since that, but that's just being started. All right, so, and, uh, so, like, how would you describe the music for anybody who hasn't listened to you guys? I would well, say we're, like, indie rock with, like, a heavier rock and roll yeah. vibe. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, you know, once you're in it, you hear it every day, it's hard to decide what you even are. But, I mean, a lot of indie rock, I mean, you got... A lot of influences, everything from Metallica to Circus Survive, brand new, um, new world. And then a lot of local bands as well, like Holy Bond is uh, one of our favorite local bands, and uh, they've had a good amount of influence on our ambient sound, especially. Nice. Yeah, I, I would definitely, um, yeah, you guys are like, really a lot of, um, like, kind of the more rock and roll sound of things. You got, I don't really put you into, like, any kind of, uh, specific category just kind of general rock which is nice to hear because there's really not a lot of bands out there that are just kind of sound i guess sounding like that a little bit chiller right on so what what kind of music do you guys like to listen to when you're not playing your music like what are your some of your favorite bands <laughs> <laughs> uh, circuit survive manchester orchestra i think you can have a market but, you know, everything is in the sky, and the whole variety. Um, for me, a lot of this, and um, lately, the oil and um, like the Black Keys and the Arctic Monkeys, especially there, because the Arctic Monkeys and uh, Death Cab, the December, it's always had a big impact on this. Is Barrett, Sarah, Pink Floyd? Pink Floyd is definitely one of my all-time favorite bands, but also just the... Uh, not necessarily vocally, but uh, the cars, like the feel of people, or the Paul Troy. Uh, I always yeah. kind of was into like a lot of math chord type stuff, just really technical weird out there. Yeah, I'm the oddball. I'm into like uh, Stones and Roses and Metallica, Alice in Chains, that kind of stuff. Oh, so, uh, 
yeah. But you can kind of tell sometimes if you listen to certain songs. Yeah. You can definitely hear things all those lead red like that and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of prog, uh, a lot of experimental stuff, some math- mathy stuff in there, uh, some some general old school rock and roll too. So yeah. it sounds good. Yeah. All right. What's what's the favorite sh- uh, your favorite show that you've played or favorite tour that you've been on? Uh, um, mm-hmm. the, that or the Henry show? Yeah, cool. yeah. We opened up for Henry and Denial Theater in Mesa um, last year. And yeah, that was, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. It was hot and balls, and we were we were just drenched in sweat, and it was, it was super into it. Every honestly, every time we play at the Rebel Lounge, they're awesome, and uh, it's always got a good like uh, organic crowd. We have a good feel, the best sound guy in town. I think what was cool about the Emory show is that we were like a no-name local band. We were still kind of getting our following going out here, and we opened up for them. So no one knew us, and a good response. Beautiful response. Sweet. So uh, how did that kind of come about? Did you guys just know like a promoter or something? I I just reached out to him. I was like, you know what? I saw him in town. I had never seen him before, and I always wanted to. I'm like, holy crap, you guys are so funny. So I just messaged, can't remember, it was like their general email, and I got a response back that night, and I was like, sure, what have you guys done? And uh, we were kind of blown away. Yeah. It worked out. <laughs> it, it shows you just got to try sometimes. Yeah. You just got to send emails and whatever happens, happens. I know, man. Yeah, I just got to shoot your shot and uh, hope for the best, basically. Yeah, yeah. We'll get the great. So, um, as far as that goes, where, where are you guys looking to take your tour? Like, where are you looking to play shows uh, next? We're, we're thinking right now that next summer to support the album. Um, we're going to go up the West Coast, most likely. Um, to San Diego, L.A., and then uh, all the way up, go all the way up to Washington, ideally. And um, I feel like that makes more sense as far as looking at where the, the markets are for this kind of music. Um, and there's nothing wrong with driving up the one for a couple days either. Are you guys looking to take it on the uh, East Coast? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that there's a really good group of, uh, of venues in New York that I've always got to up on. Um, that'll probably be in uh, a year or two. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Ohio, so I have like a dream of making an East Coast tour within like a year and a half, two years, something on those lines. Maybe yeah. take it less. Um, really, we have a lot of family in Arkansas, Louisiana. I think we're kind of that whole East Coast and maybe head up yeah. north Yeah, I think the West Coast would be the child for that. Right, awesome. And uh, you guys mentioned the the new album. So, are you, have you written songs yet for it, or are you going to kind of just like shut yourself in and start writing? Well, we have about five, six songs right now that are kind of in the queue. Um, what we want to do, I think we're aiming for 10 total on the, the album. So we want to get about 15 songs just organically created on the own. That's why we're going to take a break and take plenty of your shows for a few months. And once we have about 15, we're going to put it on a chalkboard and, and see what makes sense in what order. And um, hopefully we have a solid 10 songs in there. 
Um, the ones that we have right now were kind of just uh, have been sitting around for a while and we haven't addressed. And now we've addressed and been able to reinvent a lot of them. And they're they're pretty cool. <laughs> they're fun to play. And, and when you're writing songs uh, for the like the ones you've already written, what's kind of your writing process? How does that come about? Well, you know, there's, there's exceptions, but a lot of the times um, uh, I wrote a lot of acoustic songs um, when I was living in California, and I basically came back to town with a stupid amount of just songs, in, and a lot of them just weren't words and stuff. A few. Um, we just taken and approached it from a whole band and kind of reinvented it and everyone added their own spice. Um, sometimes it'll be a riff, like, uh, up, um, <laughs> your standard, like, uh, what was that one with your bass riff and you just thought it was that now set? Um, I don't know, the most recent one, like, it was something that Aaron had come up with, a new, like, <laughs> to come up with, and, it was a key that I was really familiar with, and it was kind of matched something that I was throwing around with, like for like the last like year or two. It's a lot of happy accidents, to be honest. Yeah, we're not too analytical in our process. Um, usually we kind of just sometimes it just starts with a riff, and sometimes it's a, an acoustic song that we revamp. Yeah, long, long dead was one of them. A very easy set up with a bass riff, and we just and then from with lyrics, yeah, with lyrics. Um, kind of, I have a, a list in my phone of this, um, just about a stupid amount of disconnected notes, and phrases, maybe a word, or something that comes to me one day, and then when we have those riffs, I'll kind of like Frankenstein some together, and then like it creates some meaning. Um, I, I do that a lot less than seeking to write a song about something. Um, I'm a lot better at just kind of letting it become itself and embracing whatever that is. Uh, and as far as the uh, like uh, the guitar riffs go, do you guys try to like write something just it just comes from your head, or do you ever try to like sound a certain way or anything? No, as far as like guitar song or riff. Yeah, like do you ever say like, well, I've I want I've been listening to a lot of this music for now, so I'm gonna try to build something like that. No, for the most part, we just kind of let it let it come out. You know, what comes out it comes out, and we. Either keep it or scratch it. You know, I, there's not like a specific sound we're going for. Like, I just think we just kind of let it come out yeah. and, and put it together. I I work at a music venue and I see a lot of a lot of bands and there's like yeah they sound just like this. You can kind of tell a lot of people are like I mean it's trying. It feels forceful, you know. Because if you're, you're trying to be anything like as an influence, you can let it like. Subconsciously, you things, but you shouldn't ever be like, "Hey, look, let's go get that like brand new, make brand new song." Yeah. yeah, right. And also, like, just the diversity and like, all our influences. You know, yeah. uh, there's no one sound. Like some songs maybe more on the lighter end, some songs maybe more on the heavier end. So just, but I like to think we just kind of let it come out and, and make it make it our own. <laughs> So, so how did uh, how did the name come about, post hoc, and what's the kind of the meaning behind it, if there's any? Um, so um, that was more or less one of the things that just like you ever have like a word you just pop in your head for no reason. Um, one of those things, and I remember thinking about it one day, and maybe I picked it off of something in school or or um, in conversation somewhere. I don't know, 
whatever reason, I had post-hoc in my head at the time, I was just starting this project and thinking about a bunch of different ideas. And um, When I, I looked it up, I thought that was pretty cool. It's uh, occurring or done after the fact, the effect, or I'm sorry, after the event. So I was like, that's kind of pertinent to a lot of the songs because some of them are on the sadder soft side, so you can look at it from thinking, okay, post-hoc meaning whatever happens after this happens. And it's almost like everything that we're doing is, is post-hoc because of some event that happened prior in our lives. Interesting. All right. Um, so speaking of kind of that and that theme, how would you say your, your music has evolved since you've started writing music? We uh, picked up some awesome stuff that we didn't intend on picking up in the first place. Uh, one being Aaron, uh, who does a lot of the ambient uh, background guitar. And uh, that's really given us a lot of uh, depth, I think. A lot of like filler noises that would really just pull a song together. Um, yeah, maybe fill some holes. Fill some holes. But it's been a challenge having three guitars in a way. It's a good challenge because you have to find those silences to, so that all three guitars aren't fighting each other. Um, but when you get them in the right places, um, it, uh, it sounds pretty good. It's a fun puzzle. Yeah, it's, it's a fun puzzle. I like that. Would you say that's probably the biggest challenge you guys face, or, or what's kind of the biggest uh, challenge or struggle you go through as a as a band? Hmm. That's hard. Probably. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. say scheduling. Yeah, <laughs> that's a challenge. Five people, you know, and it's sometimes with work and some of us have kids. It's, it's, I would say that's the most challenging. Just all of us yeah. uh, getting those two three days a week together, you know. And, we're like we're all in it because we love this you know, stuff, and um, when we do the everyone, all five of us in the room consistently, which we're it's actually pretty good at. Just, you know, you look over calendars all the time, but yeah, um, we, we just have fun here. It's really it's for us, so everything else is just icing on the cake. So taking a break from music for a second here, uh, what kind of foods do you guys like? Or if you could only eat one thing, what would it be? Oh, yeah. Teriyaki chicken. Mexican food. <laughs> 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 you, you've thought about this before. <laughs> <laughs> I would say lemon chicken with grilled asparagus. This <laughs> 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 fine dining ground right. <laughs> a well-balanced meal for me. I don't know. I'm just gonna be crazy. Good good choices. Um if if you guys could play like your dream show with any bands that are either active or not living or, or dead or whatever, what would your dream show be to play? The Mars Volta. Yeah, I think King Crimson. Mine would be uh oh, playing playing Wembley with uh music. Yeah, that would be my that would be that's I could be tired after that, yeah. Uh, I'm, I like uh, the Mars Volta's Circus Revive post oh, that lineup. So now the question, would you open for them, or where would you fall in that lineup? Yeah, I think they'd open for us. 
<laughs> in an ideal world, yeah, they would be opening for us. And hand up their checks afterwards? Yeah, I, I thought it would be holding up at gunpoint. <laughs> tell us and how we're such an inspiration to that. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need hired thugs to do this for us. <laughs> Gonna go find our idols and hold some hostage yeah. so they can tell us that they were on being on the same bill with them would be a dream come true. Do you think it's easier to kind of open a show or easier to kind of close it out where where you are now? That depends on the uh, on the time slot and the venue. I think. Yeah, and I think with the Arizona music scene, it's kind of different. Um, I mean, there's, all over the place. there's some nights where it'll pack out for the opening band, and then it'll clear out by the time the headlining band comes down. Yeah. Um, it just kind of varies out here. I mean, I'm from Ohio, Akron, and back when I lived there, I mean, any show you went to, it, it'd pack out no matter what. Um, it's kind of a different um, music scene out here. It's getting better. It yeah, is. It is wrong, though. Um, I, obviously, it's a lot more fun to close the show, and I'd always be down for that. Even if it's set people in the crowd, because you can do so much more with the closing set. You can you can pull out aesthetic like smoke. You can you can get kind of funky with it. You can you can get because I mean if you're opening, you kind of have to have that. Yeah. You have to be rushed and you have to respect that you don't want to like over show the next band. You know, you come out there with lights and smoke for a headline or an opener, and the next guy comes out and they have nothing. You know, like well, what the fuck? <laughs> that is true. So especially with like local shows, what are your feelings on opening bands staying for the rest of the show or leaving? As, as a parent, I don't take much offense to bands that don't stick around to lock up. Um, just because, you know, people are busy. I mean, if, they, if they're jerks the whole time you're there with them and it's obvious that they're just, you know, just don't feel like sticking around, that's a little different. But I... I don't know. I know the phrase, though. I don't really take it personally. And, and yet, we, we also try our best to always stick yeah. around. Um, that's, that's really big for us. Like, even helping out here, I think there's like a camaraderie, you know, with local shows where you got to support one another. And uh, especially out here, like, it, just, it goes a long way. You know, just having those simple gestures, you know, talking, you know, before the show goes on. And then supporting one another. Uh, you never know when you're going to end up on a bill with that band again. So we've, we've developed a lot of friendships in this short period of time, and um, it's been awesome. Yeah. So where can uh, where can people find Post Hoc and the music and, and everything? Um, everywhere. Post yeah. Spotify, Apple Music, um, Amazon, Facebook, Facebook uh, Instagram. Everywhere. Um, all the names. Yeah. All right. And uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to say, or anybody mention anything like that? Um, thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you a lot. Thank you to you. Thank you to your listeners. Thank for uh, for doing something for the music scene at large. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Right, I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, that was. That's pretty awesome. Thank you, man. Appreciate it.